guys welcome to another episode of the three aside football podcast and we already have an episode and i think it was a really good one but there was something that was missing we did not actually give a proper introduction into our podcast to actually get our viewers into the grand scheme of things as to what to expect so i kind of want us to do that before we get into the topic for today and i'll start with you dami please give our audience some and inside as to what to expect, and also the club you support. All right, yeah, as you must have heard, my name is Dami. I'm a Manchester United fan, obviously the biggest team in England. And on this podcast, the Threshold Pod, you're going to expect lots of football insight, tactical analysis, um, just general talk on football and the game, and even some stuff outside football. We're just three guys that... Uh, have great banter um we're just going to give you good vibes on this podcast man okay yeah samo oh uh, yeah so i'm samo i support the best team in london even the best team in england by the way and uh, yeah expect a lot of banter a lot of facts about football and maybe other things not football generally where you get expect interesting things from us yeah you know like these two guys have said expect a lot of banter a lot of great football insights, and even sometimes you see us chipping some other some random knowledge that we can relate to football as well. Because I think that's the whole point of life, you know, using several experiences to just explain why things are the way they are really. So obviously, I'm Nifemi, and I support the biggest team in England by, you know, to be factually correct, and I support Liverpool and. I'm just excited to get into another episode today. <laughs> that is a lie, but okay. That's the topic for that. <laughs> I mean, it's not a lie, but yeah. Now, before we get into what we have for today, Omo, I beg, that, means, that game we want to play, I beg, Ritam, you, we watch your team play. Uh, because we say if I watch. The game was, to be honest, better than our last two performances. I'll say that for sure. Um, and like they say, there's no easy game in the Premier League. Like I don't think there's anybody that you can go and be like, okay, this is going to be a sure win. I don't think that's Cap, possible in the Premier League. There's Town. I know. You know, see how you guys literally, bro, your scoreline didn't reflect what they played. Like they gave you a run for your money. Like Luton were not easy. Do you get like, yeah, you guys won 3 0, but you didn't expect it to be as hard as it actually was. Do you get? Like, nobody's easy again. Everybody has quality on. Everybody's tactically sound to an extent. But, yeah, regarding Nottingham Forest, um, like, they scored two fugazi goals, man. Like, we had a corner. We started well immediately. We got Anthony, like, had a nice shot on goal, won the corner. Um, I don't think... We didn't have a very good rest defence. And they hit us on the counter. And Awuni is on form. Like, it's crazy. He's scoring against everybody now. I think... He has a goal in his last seven... Prem- he has nine goals in his last seven Premier League games. And he has scored in all his last seven Premier League games. So he's on map form. He was just running, running, running. And then he scored. Then immediately they hit us on another Fugazi goal. Set piece. We didn't defend it well. They scored. And then the mentality from there was top-notch. We put them on... We were on the front foot. And we didn't stop applying pressure until we got... We got our goals. As for the penalty, yeah, it was soft. But it was still a pen, like, you get. But yeah, it was a better performance. Still not perfect, but yeah, better. So yeah, I'm I'm not complaining too much. Would you say yeah, you prefer... Be... Sorry. Would you say you prefer the way Ericsson played 
with Casimir, like the link up with Ericsson and Casimir in the midfield to Mount and Casimir in the midfield? Yeah, <clears throat> I feel like Mount doesn't fit the way we play. Do you get? And I don't. I'm a strong believer in Mount not being a holding midfielder. Like you, we've all seen what Ericsson does when he's beside Casemiro throughout last season. Like they had a very good relationship with each other. They understood each other. Like, and I believe that Ericsson is a really good deep line playmaker now. Okay, before he was a ten, but after his heart issues. But yeah, man, he's a really good deep line playmaker now. And I don't think Mount is that. Mount, he didn't, but he, he just won the run. Like, that's not what a deep line playmaker does. Like, a perfect example of deep line playmaker in the Prem, which I think is the best one, is Enzo. Like, look at how he, he literally orchestrates everything Chelsea does. He's calm on the ball. He knows how to recycle possession. He knows how to make good progressive passes. Yeah, not that I'm, get that. Not, I'm, not, I'm down, not that I'm downplaying what Mount does, but I just think Ten Hag is mis- misprofiling him. So as to what Samuel said, like obviously Ericsson is better than Mount in that position. If we are going to integrate Mount in a way, I think we're going to have to slap him on either of the wings. Okay, that, to be like a false winger kind of thing. Yeah, I, yes, exactly. That makes sense. And Samuel, quickly, before I get into uh, my team's game this weekend, I want to hear how you feel about the game against Luton because I watched it as well too. Honestly, I don't want to. I don't want to really rate us from Luton's match. We didn't. We didn't start. So I didn't start the match. Yeah, but when I started watching the match, I wasn't so. I was pissed off with some things they were doing. The passes, the first passes. Like there are some simple touches they are supposed to do in football that they are just stressing. And like I said earlier, it is Luton Town. We are facing Nottingham Forest next. And that is going to be a challenge. I mean, I watched the match with Manchester United. I was really hoping the Manchester United was going to lose that match. I was really against Manchester United. The only person, <laughs> that, the only person that impressed me in that match, I'm never going to lie, apart from um, Bruno. We know the way Bruno is. Bruno is a madman. Is Anthony? Even people were people were against Anthony, but Anthony actually. Tried yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That was that was one of his best games. Like, best game I've seen. Funny thing is that he was still mid, but to his standard, for his standard, like that was one of his best games. Like exactly, you like but, yeah. the Anthony we know do rubbish, do dancing shit, but he actually played. Compared, like Dami said, compared to his other times, he played well. And we know Bruno, we know Rashford for Rashford, even though it was not on the score sheet, he still did some. He won the pen for them. He the nice pass, the link up play he played with Bruno to lead to the was it the second goal? I think it was he was involved in he was all involved in all three goals. Exactly. Rashford for Rashford. So like I playing Rashford on the left wing, you would really see him play, you would enjoy him rather than playing him as your nine. Then back to my own Chelsea. I was happy Jackson got on the score sheets. I mean, I was really excited. Like, did my nigga got his shit? Like, showing you he got that black, black man energy. Then the Sterling, the Sterling we knew before that would drive one. The first goal, he took on five defenders at once to score the first goal. The second goal, it was well positioned. The link up with him and got so like we're not really missing James, but yes, we definitely miss James. But it's really trying to. Malugoso is really trying his best and Sterling is old Sterling that will take on you and get past you immediately. Then Caicedo and Enzo, 
Yeah, Cancelo was. I mean, there was a recent interview with Cowell, and he was really excited with playing with Caicedo again. The confidence is there. I was happy he started. I was really looking forward to seeing him play with Enzo. And Enzo I'm not gonna lie, Enzo. yeah. Concerning Caicedo, like I watched the match very well, and I was very hypercritical of him. And I think I don't know if it's just me, but if you watch football and if you've played football, yeah, you could see he was trying to be very careful, like. He wasn't playing with yeah. 100% confidence because yes, he had such a stinker. Yes. Like you could tell, he he was just trying to keep it simple and grow into the game. Yes, yes. As, as regards to um, because of like obviously his last performance, like on his debut, he was very poor. Like we all saw. So I think obviously with time, he's gonna grow into. Yeah, I mean, and he had but hopefully, but really, hopefully, uh, I really hope he flops. Like, I hope he flops at the end. <laughs> I mean, you'll not be a rival fan if you... Sadly, but I'll be honest, I don't see that guy flopping. Yeah, so guys, let me just speak a bit about the Liverpool game that I watched today. I mean, it was a horrible game for me. The first half, terrible. The way we started the game, nonsense. Strength, poor again. It's like, we need to go back to the old system or just a 4-2-3-1, whereby we actually have a 10 and Trent and Robertson play as normal fullbacks because... And maybe they can, maybe Trent can invert when needed to, not throughout the whole game. Because, I mean, it should be a pick a moment type of thing. Because, I mean, I saw Trent, even today, the goal that Anthony Gordon scored, it was from a rubbish touch from Trent. I don't know the lack of concentration. And that Van Dyke read, in my opinion, yeah, I could see why the ref actually gave that as a red. Because, I mean, he clipped him before he got the ball. And also, he was the last yeah, man. Yeah, I swear that. The, the intention doesn't actually matter at that point in time. He was the last man. He got his leg before he got the ball. So, it's messed up that I'm going to miss Van Dyke for probably the next three games. But Gomez came on and it was really good, which was what we were worried about. Because, I mean, for a while now, we've seen Gomez not... It's not even about being consistent, not being good anytime he has played. I mean, last season, his best game was against Man City, where we won 1-0. Then he just went back to the Gomez that, has, that we've known for the last few seasons. So I'm just glad that we were able to get the win. I mean, Nunes came on and it was chaos ball. That was like... Chaos like ball. <laughs> Bro. I'm not going to lie, that's the first time I've seen, like, in a Liverpool shirt. Like, that is the best I've ever seen him. Like, he was just... Active, bro, he was active. Yeah, active. I think are those runs. He, those were proper striker finishes. Yeah, like. those runs. He usually makes them, but I'm just glad that he has the he had the confidence to actually score those two goals, bro. Because they were not easy finishes. If you actually think about it, yeah, very they're instinctive, not... very instinctive. And the thing is, he has been trying those finishes, but he has been way off, you know, last season. So I'm just glad he was able to do that. And bro, the way I celebrated those goals, it's like. Nunes, yeah, he has to succeed at Liverpool because the way Liverpool fans celebrate the goals he scores, I mean, that's how you should feel about your striker. I'm just glad he was able to do that. And I feel like he, those goals were a finger to club because this guy signed up for big money and he has been benching him since. So to come off the bench and do that, actually win with 10 men, I mean, I feel like that was... But now the question, the question is, would he, would he bench Jota over Nunes? Bro, the issue with Jota you know yeah. playing as a striker is that his link-up play is kind of meh on that side. But when he plays on the left wing, even though he's not a winger, his link-up play is just better. And Jota is a goal threat. So the thing is that you I always have to have it, someone like that in the team. It's a good problem to have for Liverpool. Like They have three strikers or three people that can play as strikers. And three of them, three of them to me, profile. There are three different profiles of strikers. So it's a yeah, thing where exactly. no, matter the, no matter the team that you're facing, you have the team that you're facing, you have a striker for it. If you're playing a low block and you need that 
a nuisance in and around the box that is going to be a poacher. Um, you have Jota for that. And Jota is good in the air, even despite he's, the fact that he's short. If you're going to know you're going to be playing a team that are going to are going to hold the ball against you and you're going to need to be on the transition a few times in the game, like against the kind Man City. You need somebody that is going to be a nuisance and make runs down the channel. You know you're going to have your Darwin Nunez. You understand? And then you have that kind yeah. of familiar replacement who is, what's his called? Um, Gakbo. Um, well, he needs to be more involved. Somebody that, that's what that can drop deep into midfield and link up the play really well has a good pass, has good vision, then you have him, who, who I feel, yeah, should normally be your nine, based off of ability out of the three. But, like I said, different games, different profiles. So it's a good problem to have for a manager. Like, you literally have three strikers. Some clubs barely have one. Do you get? Yeah, I get. So, guys, let's actually get into what we have for today, which is economic power play, the effect of the Saudi Pro League on European football, and honestly, bro, you guys have been seeing what's been happening now. First of all, we saw Ronaldo make the move. Like the first statement signing that the, the Saudi Pro League actually That's had. why he's the and girl. We like, okay. The girl. That's good things, though. And yes, we saw him make that move, yeah. And we're like, okay, big money, yes. But they're not going to offer this kind of big money to just anybody. And bro, we saw them start to ransack the Premier League, especially. Especially Chelsea. Which they really helped us. I'm never going to lie. Yes. Really and I feel like your transfers to them is actually has been very sus. Yeah, very sketchy. You guys got Mendy off, Kulibali off. Uh, who else again? Kante. Who else? F'd off. Kante. Yes. And I know I'm still missing a couple of names. And the fact that you guys were able to do them in quick succession was actually what was crazy to me. And then I look at the likes of Mitrovic that almost, I think he even threatened to not, never play for Fulham again if he did not get... Because he wanted to get that move. And he felt betrayed. And he finally got his move. Now, look at the fact that some of these young players are actually going. The likes of Gabri Vega. Gabri Vega, bro. Ruben Neves. Exactly. Like, the Gabri Vega one was the most shocking, yeah? And I'm not even mad. But I should be mad because, I mean, they're actually robbing some of the best talents in Europe at this point. Or what do you guys really think? Because, Omar, for me, it seems like he's getting worse because they can just keep paying these guys that play for, like, the likes of, let's say, La Liga now. That the appeal isn't in the money anymore. Now, and you can easily just get them. Um, I, what I have to say regarding this is it's very simple. Like At the end of the day, I know you guys have heard this statement a lot. But I'm going to break it down much more easier for, for everybody that's listening. At the end of the day, football is a job. Like Football is a job. These guys, a, an average footballer's career spans from... Let's, let's just say an average. You make your debut when you're 18. You're proper proper debut and i'm being generous because a lot of people don't even make their debuts that early and let's say you retire 35 how many years is that 10 plus 2 that's 12 17. Plus, let's just say average like an 18 so 15 to 18 year career yeah and then when you're at your peak is when you're going to earn your highest yeah when you're very young your salary is going to be low and when you get start declining when you're in your 30s your salary will be low it's when you're in your 20s you get your most money out of your footballing career now these people have lives they have families like especially the ones that come from them africa south america from poor homes and all of that they have lots of people depending on them do you feel me and i feel it's a thing where yes, yes. like i feel it's a thing where like okay let's say all three of us now we're all graduates let's say um a, a company we don't like 
let me, for instance, Shell, yeah? Shell are offering us a job and another company is offering us a job. Let me, let me give, let's say the school all of us went to, Leeds City. Leeds City is offering us a job and Shell is offering us a job. Who is bigger in, in the industry? Like, obviously, Shell is bigger. And yeah, has, sure. But they, they aren't paying us as much. You get, but they have the bigger legacy and all of that stuff. Whereas Leeds City are offering us like a million a month to work for them, like fuck legacy, like the fuck, fuck who will consider legacy for them? Like, <laughs> guys, <laughs> these guys are getting life life changing money thrown at them. You guys are paying Salah three hundred and fifty what like a a week, Abi? Bro, this is life changing money, like. They're not going to see this money again. Even the young guys, yeah, footballing-wise, sporting-wise, who's wrong? But who are we to say Saudi shouldn't grow their league? Do you feel me? Yeah. Like, we're very Eurocentric, thinking that the world revolves around Europe. Bro, they want to grow their league as well. Why are we looking down on them? Do you feel what I'm trying to say? Ronaldo said something last month that uh, in, in the next 10 years, that the Saudi league is going gonna, is gonna to be one of the biggest leagues in the world. Shouldn't it be good that football should be more mainstream and not just eurocentric why can't we have bigger teams bigger competition from outside the continent do you feel me so yeah, it's, a win -win. it's a win-win for the players because they're getting life-changing money and it's a win-win for the saudi and the asian and arab leagues because they're getting better exposure and we've all been complaining how really and truly in europe the only team that is proper competition now is is the premier league like La Liga has fallen off, yeah. League One has always been Big made. Time. Syria has fallen off badly. Like the Dutch league is not what it was back then. So, like if another league has the money and is willing to invest, then why not? Like I don't see why everybody is complaining. Them Gary Neville have have come out to say, uh, it's wrong and and uh, um, UEFA should pause some of the transfers. Why would you say that? I'm very sure if they threw that type of money at him, everybody can say no until they're put in that position. Because yeah, but do you know what's funny about Gary Neville? He owns Southport City and he's his a, friend, Peter Lim, invests in his club, like, lots of money for the level of the league they're in. He's, he's a big hypocrite. So, I don't... I, I feel, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. We are looking at it that is a bad thing because we support teams based in Europe and it could, it could happen to any of our players at any moment in time. And what does that go to say? Oh, like, come on, carry the dead woods remaining in my team. Yeah, you, yeah, I, you see, I see get cooked. Oh, no, no, <laughs> nobody's moving again. You guys are too greedy. You guys are greedy. They don't amortize everything. <laughs> Shall we give 10 year contract? You, go, you, 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 you like, you like those. Well, anybody with a sign and they go to give them 12 year contracts. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, that's, that's my opinion on the whole Saudi. You know, um, the, the problem I have mainly is. The transfer fee they are throwing at it, it's like it is too ridiculous to an extent. Fine, you can pay your player any amount you want, but like my team, yeah, we were part of the people that spoiled the market. We PSG, which other team? Like you just splash money on players. We we're complaining about that, but these Saudi niggas are taking it to another level. Like they're ready to go to any level. Is it money you want? We have the money. Take it. Just give us your player. Just. Name your price. That's what they are basically doing now. Name your price. We'll pay. Let's just see Neymar offloaded him from PSG. Chelsea, we're, like I said earlier, we really enjoyed it from them. Like, 
they made it very easy for us to offload players. We had a lot of players that were struggling to just get out of our team. We had Kulibali, Mendy, Loftus Chick, Pulisic, everybody. I think the only unfortunate person that thank God is out of my team now, even though he's on loan, is Yech. I don't know how that guy keeps feeling. If he's not feeling medical, something's wrong with his documents, or something is just always happening. Yeah, that one, I think the last one said they said he didn't actually feel medical. I was a liar. Oh, that means it was just rumors. Then who else? Like even now, people people just make jokes now. Like if any guy is a deadwood, I beg make Saudi niggas come carry him. And like as the saying everybody's trained out now. Like we know they have the money. They are, they want to like Dami said. They're trying to expose. They need the exposure from their league. They need the the whole eyes on them. Everybody should come and watch them. Like this, their last competition that Ronaldo's team won. I think a lot. Some they had they had viewers more than normal watching them, and it was kind of nice for them. Unlike the old bullshit that Europe is doing to us now with the new rules they are bringing up with the Champions League and all that. But the apart from the transfer fee, they are they're just dropping anyhow another issue i have is the young guys but dami already said obviously if myself i see person we could pay me that kind of money i forget forget anything like any with other the Gabi Vega, yeah with the yeah. Gabi Vega signing i think that is a statement signing from them because everybody was saying uh they're only signing uh 30 plus now they've signed they signed somebody that is just about to start entering his prime because they're serious and to to show you how serious they are yeah there's something they're doing that a lot of people aren't talking about to show you how serious they are about their league and how they want their league to be one of the best leagues now i don't know if you guys saw a few months ago there was an advertisement so basically the saudi league are bringing uh they're calling for trials and people to to come and trial and they'll pay you to come and travel to trial for their third division leagues for bowlers yeah, from all so like let's say like you're a young guy now in nigeria and you have the money to go for the trial like they want to develop their league from the bottom up they want quality so they're investing yeah, people heavily. are looking sleeping on that part too. like why are people not talking about this i think bro i'm very why. sure i'm very sure the owners of those teams in the third divisions uh, multi-billionaires as well because initially everybody is yes there, but they're doing yes. it right way like do you get me like they can they're going to start developing their own players their own academies like do you feel me like it's it's just a win-win for everybody involved yeah so and if, yeah, europe, yeah. if europe don't want it to get out of hand it's very simple start offering more money i know it's easier said than done but by the time ffp see that okay all the big ballers and UEFA, I'm sorry, by the time UEFA starts saying, okay, all the big ballers are actually leaving to go to Saudi, they're going to relax. Exactly. And they will allow for better pay um, salary caps and all of that. And they, 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 they sit up. I think European and UEFA need competition. That is the honest truth for me. Like, I feel they need competition because they feel like, oh, we don't have a choice. What else are we going to watch? And it's true. What else are we actually going to watch? European football is the most watched football in the world. We need competition. Like, can you, any of you, tell me the last CAF winners? 
yeah, that was um. See, they buffer. I followed it. I forgot him. Yeah, uh, I you followed him. it, but it's not on your mind because you don't really care about it. Yeah, exactly. it was Africa. You're talking about Africa, though. Yeah, Cam- not... African Champions League. I don't. Yeah, know I, it. I followed because you know. I don't even know how it works. I'm very sure Bandu doesn't know it. By the way, I, I, I do. I, I know. I, 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 I get. I get what you're saying. The average, the average follower doesn't, but I do. I so, do though. But exactly. Yeah. Obviously, because of your line of work, you do. Yeah. But if I ask you the last Champions League winner, you know it. You didn't have to think. You still haven't mentioned the CAF winners. Just, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to shit on you. But no, I get what you're saying. That, yeah. The average person doesn't that, know this. I yeah, exactly. should. Yes. So like. Nobody should start complaining. Like it's it's good. Competition is good. Competition is good. It makes other people sit up when you have competition, and I feel like we need that. So more people, more and more people are gonna start streaming their their what's it called um, their league. You just watch. They're gonna pay a big European broadcaster to stop broadcasting their league. That is what I feel. That is really what. Yeah. That, when, when you have main sports, okay. Well, when you they, can now watch the beef. Saudi they league at the comfort. What do you say? I said they might not use brain sports because that's Qatar, and I don't know if they have beef. I feel like they have beef with Qatar, no. So they'll probably use a big European um, bro- um, broadcaster or something. So I'm very sure they're going to make those moves. So Omo is up for the rest of, of the world and the other continents to sit up. Like, um, if you know the history of, of, of the Saudi region, the, the Middle East, Around 20 years ago, like, they weren't this rich. Them Dubai, Dubai was just a whole pile of land, like sand, like 20 years ago until the Emir came and, and started using the oil and exporting it and investing the money in the country. That's why we have the Dubai and the, all these other, um, what's it called, um, Arab Emirate countries that we have now. Like, that's why they're so sought after and everybody wants to visit them. They're investing now. They want to invest in their entertainment. They've really done a big one by hosting the last World Cup. Who would have ever thought there would be a World Cup in December? Like, this is how serious they are. Yeah, right? I remember back in 2014, like, thinking, whoa, this is actually going to happen. Bro, and I actually watched this happen. So, it's just, it's just mad exposure for them, and they're serious about it. Like, the world is constantly changing. Powers are changing hands. Like, in the next 50 years, we might not even be... The European leagues might be washed. It might be, I'm just saying, it might be the Saudi leagues. Like, anything yeah, can happen. So, uh, it's just up to... And I even heard a rumour, I don't know how true it is, that they want one Saudi team to be added to, what's it called, the UEFA Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know yeah, if Infantino is rocking with that, but... Bro, eventually, nah, he, I feel he, like it's possible. He, he, I feel like it's possible because... Israeli teams play in the Champions League and Israel is nowhere near Europe. Right? Do you feel me? Israel is in the Middle East yeah. as well. well. So why isn't Israeli well, you team... You said Middle in... East though. It's Africa. But the border... Is Israel in Africa? Not really. Yes, it is. It's just that they have the Mediterranean Sea bordering um, them so, from... Stopping them from moving to Europe. Okay, so if they ask you in an exam, Nifemi, what continent is Africa in? What would you put them under? What conf... You said what continent is Africa in? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. My Wait, bad. I think I have to check this. I'm not even sure. What I continent is Israel in? It's Morocco that actually is, borders. Israel is not in, in Africa. It's not an African country. You said Israel. Sorry, I yeah. thought you were saying Egypt. No, no I said Israel. 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 Oh, my, my bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Middle East, Middle East. Yeah, they play in Europe, though. They play in, like, Euros. But yeah, they're, so they're, they're not supposed country. to be there. So if, if a Middle Eastern country can be in the UEFA Champions League, 
why can't an Arab one like? Yeah, that is true. Me? That is actually very because Tel Aviv. We don't see Eyama play for Champions League before Eyama. Exactly. So it's it's they have every right to to want included. And at the right. end of the day, football is a money money. What's I feel called? like that's what it's going to come um, down they, to. It's, they're going to pay a shitload, and one of the teams is going to be added just for the exposure. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. me? Yeah. So, I think yeah. It's possible. And I think they'll build a team good enough to not just be the whipping boys as well. Bro, literally Neymar is playing in the Saudi league right now. Like I don't think you guys understand. Like Neymar, league is going one of the best players fast. of our generation. One yeah. of the best yeah. players of our generation. And guys, and you can't yeah, tell me, there was something I wanted. You can't to tell say. me money is Neymar's problem. Like it's not his no. problem. No, it's not. Yeah, I think I think why people what people don't really get is that the culture, the football culture again, football culture in Saudi Arabia is actually massive. It's not like manufactured or fabricated. Like you saw when China did it, it was investors that were encouraged to actually invest in football, and then they were bringing all these guys like Tevez, Oscar, paying them huge sums of money. And then there was this they they had an issue whereby I think whoever European transfer they made they had to pay hundred uh, percent in taxes or something weird like that. Then I think that kind of stopped. For a while, the Chinese league stopped being attractive, but I think it's much more sustainable in Saudi Arabia again. That's what people are. The Chinese out. government, um, the Chinese government fucked themselves over with their. Yes, like, yes. This one is different. That's what I'm saying. Like, the investors the, the actually love football. Like the investors, yeah. Really care. The, the country is literally and the entire backing country cares. these clubs. They are, they are so, so into the sports, like very, very into the sports. And, I remember and, and, I and another crazy you. aspect we're not looking at is. The amount of owners or, or or clubs they own in Europe already, they already have Newcastle. Exactly, like they're coming. They they're have coming yeah, that's even the huge already. Not Chelsea, Chelsea are Chelsea are owned by some Arab yeah, um, consortium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, yeah, sure. a bit the clever investment. You guys PSG, have some ties with the Saudi uh, boys. That Saudi nigga is literally trying to buy man you. Like they really want to enter. They, they are trying to like, Europe already buy man you. They are trying to buy Liverpool too. Like, they are just coming in. So, they are already buying football, small, small. Like, it's just remaining for them to be serious. Football is, look, football is not for the masses at this point. That's what people don't even get. So, I think it's about the richest. The, you know, the, the richest people really have the most to say at this point in football. I mean, we saw what was going to happen with the Super League. So, why can't the Saudi Pro League actually do this? You're making fair points, to be honest, because we saw the Super League and the only people that were actually going to not benefit from that thing, from Saudi um, um, Super League, was going to be we, the masses. Because, I mean, the the prices to actually watch these games is already ridiculous. Some people support teams whereby they can't even watch 20 of their games on subscription. Why? Because they are not airing them. Now... The Saudi Pro League is probably going to make at least four of those top teams. You know, the, the teams that the PIF have actually bought very accessible when they actually give it to all these broadcasters because money actually speaks. So I feel like eventually people are just going to have to adjust and eventually people are actually going to start paying much more attention to their leagues because, okay, forget now that Neymar and Ronaldo are playing in those leagues. Eventually, like you, you guys have said, some of these young guys will actually start moving there and actually start playing their trades there when they are about to enter their prime and actually spend quite a while there as well because they actually treated like royalty if you actually think about it look at, look at all the benefits that this guy is going to get look at what Neymar was given when he was actually going to make his move to the Saudi league it's, it's crazy no, no offense to Saint Mark, um, I say Saint Maximum no offense to black players so, but you want to tell me you will offer a black man 350k 
party and we'll say ah, no I'm, I'm i'm i want to play bro yeah but i mean that's because of culture let's say upbringing i mean yes, it's understandable I, I don't think anybody should shit on that especially if you're african you understand what this communities actually go through exactly exactly so this saudi and i do i feel it's not like it's not something they just thought about i'm sure it would have been a plan in motion for a while now and they are getting the results now and i'll be there for it honestly I feel like it to be I okay fine they have shitty players but with time with time they will get in the proper players I mean they already signed the defender Laporte I don't know what team I don't know their teams exactly I only know two teams there um there's the Ronaldo's team is he uh I don't know I've forgotten the name Al Nasser I'll be whatever then there's the team name I signed for Al Hilal I don't know how to pronounce their name but like with time, people will start getting. I think they have their own Champions League setting too. Is it AFC Champions League or something? I'm not. I'm not sure. They have their own Champions League setting. Yes, AFC yeah, Champions League. Exactly. So they are trying to. I think it's a bit similar to the normal Champions League setting. But with time, with time, people would change. I know most people hate change. Most people hate change. But with time, people adjust, and I'll be there. I really hope this whatever they have going on doesn't feel like you said with the champions um chinese uh super league i hope it doesn't end up like that because those they were they were doing similar thing pulling players from teams like i remember oscar going there at the age of the chinese teams. one was was a political something like oh. you know how china like to isolate themselves from the rest of the world yeah yeah, yeah. so they wanted to to get like full like credit or they wanted to get make the most out of the money coming in from foreigners like so they were overtaxing the football owners so that's what fucked them up but this one is the literally the country is behind this movement there's no fucking it up the money is not going to stop flowing anytime soon do you feel me like so i don't i don't see it stopping also, guys in Saudi actually care about football. They, Did you they see when love football. They, they live for it. They live for it. I'm not even going to lie. Like, you see their reaction to the way they play football. And and another thing I feel they should do to make sure their league is better is, you know how in Europe we have the homegrown rule? Like, in England now, we you have to have, like, a certain number of homegrown talent in your team. I feel they shouldn't get that wrong. They shouldn't just fill their teams with foreigners. They need yeah, to develop their own players. I saw yeah. it they they I need saw to it develop tweet. their own players as well to be good enough to compete on that level. Because yeah. one problem they have right now is when I'm watching some of the matches or some of the highlights, I'm seeing some of these Arab niggas and <laughs> no vex to any Arab person listening, but oh, those niggas are ass. They are literally they are literally like. They're literally let me let me be generous. League two quality type of players playing against them Benzema. That is, that is too Benzema. generous. That is too generous. Like like it's it's horrible. Like do you feel me? Uh, their positioning is horrible. Tactically, like they they're not good. And I really think they need to start developing their own homegrown talent. The thing is that and they do though. They do. It's just not up to speed. Now, yet. I, I think it's a thing where anybody football is. Football, if you if you put a child onto football from young, no matter where he's from, if you teach him techniques, put him, make sure he's fit, anybody can be good. So if you bring a ten a, 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 a two year old 
Arab baby boy now, and I start training him small, small, small with European quality coaches. You get, he's gonna end up yes. like the other, like the European talent. It's not a thing with genes. Anybody can be a bowler. Just depends on how good you train yourself. Do you feel me? So they need to. Okay, I'd already say this batch of them. Now they're already washed. I don't think there's any improving. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. But anybody that is from 10 years old and above right now, they need to, as they're buying Europe's best um, football players, they need to buy the coaches, the fitness coaches, the dietitians, everything. They need to integrate everything into their culture. I actually take it as seriously, like as if they're actually going to make it into a career, even if they're still in the academy, yes. Yeah. They, they need to do that. They need to take it seriously because it's not just a thing with buying all the stars and broadcasting it. If the fo- if, if, if it's literally just five good players against seven shit players, it's still not going to be interesting. Do you feel me? Like, we need to see quality all around. Do you feel me? Like, the Premier League, even the players you don't know. Like, I, I remember on the first day of the Premier League season, there was one Burnley right winger, Kole Ushu, or something like that. Never heard of this nigga before. Never heard of him. Um, but he was yeah. balling out. He yeah, was balling out. Him, like, like, he was balling out. And that's the type of thing I want to see. Like, I just want to see our Hikbal and see him balling out. <laughs> then I'll remember him. Do you feel me? Like, what the fuck? Is this is, 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 <laughs> Oh, yeah. And the last thing, those niggas need to work on their names, man. Because ain't nobody remembering our Hikbal. Bro, they go force you to Bra- remember. I'm not be the name. They need to do Brazilians. They need to do Brazilians do and Europeanize their name. They need to start doing what Brazilians do and Europeanize their name. Like like how they just... Kaka, Kaka came to, to Europe. They start calling him Kaka because God knows that's not his name. Ronaldo <laughs> yourself. Exactly, they need they need to do fix their names. Bro, do you know the funnest nah, one? Nah, you know the funnest one, Jota. That's just the letter J in in Portuguese. That's what he means. Are you serious? Yeah, his surname is Jose. So even Jota in your team, yeah, his surname his is, is Jose. Is, so any Jota that you see, that's just the letter J in Portuguese. The thing is that his surname is Jose, but I guess just to shorten it, that's why you see Diogo J at the back. So basically, a Portuguese person saying that will say Diogo Jota. You feel me? Because really? the letter J is pronounced Jota. That's crazy. That's 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 a nice fact for the day. Yeah, that's a nice fact. Yeah. But also, also, there's something I wanted to say. I saw one tweet like a couple of weeks back. Somebody was like, "Yes, they are getting all the European players, but the Saudi guys still actually have to play football. I mean, their homegrown talents. Because what's the point of exposing the league to all this exceptional quality if?" the Saudi guys aren't actually going to benefit from it. It's just like the MLS now. Okay, yes, Messi is in Inter-Miami. Imagine if they just said, okay, Messi is around now. We're getting rid of everyone on the roster, like the Americans like to call their sport teams. And we're just going to bring in some more uh, European quality to fill around Messi or South American quality. I, I, I don't think it would have worked that way because, I mean, one, it's too expensive. And two, it doesn't, ex- it doesn't actually paint your league in a good light. And... In long term, it's not sustainable. So I think what you said is true. They actually have to start from the grassroots level, which they're actually doing. But I just, I guess, they just have to add in more effort because when you even watch some of these guys play, you can see how much the difference in quality is between the likes of Sadio Mane and some of these 
Saudi teammate. Mane is literally looking on watch the game. And I know that nigga is watching. That's the funny That's thing, bro. My guy is bugging braces. I know how bad these guys are. I'm, They're I'm making happy. Money look like 17, 18 money. Like, bro, I know that is not you. But look, it's nice to actually Crazy. see some of these watch guys go there and be cooking. Like, bro, it just brings... It's like it's nostalgic in a way because you start to remember how look at look at Mares Mares that Agbaya. So you think they do for there, <laughs> bro? You are still supposed to be fighting for the Premier League. You go there, you go there, cook. You go there, cook. Well, out cook Saudi left guys. back. You go there, cook Saudi left back. Okay, <laughs> Agbaya. You know, see Femino say when they're doing the score group. Bagging a trick. Week in week but, out. Wait, I thought I said a trick. Say when they did bag score a trick finish like this. Right. Say Maximan that Dalo is still living fresh in his memory. He's going to cook omolomo in Saudi. Like it's not fair. Bro, do you see that combination <laughs> for uh, Alali? Wow, bro, bro. I'm not gonna lie. That is my Saudi team. Uh, that is the one that Saudi team. Omolomo is Saudi team. Those guys. It's between Alnasser. It's between Alnasser and Alali. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie. Alnasser, Alnasser mid. With their with their Ruru. And Mane did it. And as Intaliska too has been there. Yeah, that Bro, he was their guy is the one that carries them. Like every time I, like before Mane even came, every time I would just yeah, Taliska did score. Just, yeah, who scored? Taliska, Taliska, everything, Taliska, Taliska. But it's crazy, man. They need defenders. Maybe they carry all those like. And the funny thing carry your CSU now. What do they talk? CSU is not this out. Uncle Igalo has been cooking there for years now. Nobody's been Bro, casual that time he first joined. He said he the money is good. He was the highest goal scorer last season. Like Bro, he, was last he won the league. Can you imagine? He like, won the league. Igalo, he has just been gradually doing his own thing, cashing out. And now like, he has left. He has left now. He has left. He's now in Halwada. He scored on his debut again. Igalo, they chop life for. Just did it. They cash out the, the bad goals on the loop. Proper, proper evil boy mental. Just cash out your money. Bro, I'm proud of him. I don't feel like I'm proud of him. Bro, I'll, I'll never he has lived his dream. Goal. He played for his... When we retire, well, my... you, cannot go, you cannot go to the market and use trophy to buy... Yes. Yeah, exactly. that, is, that is the honest truth. That is the honest truth. He's How many of now. these footballers... Okay, I heard this earlier this year. Wes Brown, a former Man U legend, went bankrupt. Bro, uh, uh, I mean, using Champions League trophy, go on bankrupt himself now. Nothing for you, you made, bro. As you mean, he went security. to Saudi now. No Say, if you're bankrupt, no. That's how they posted if you are offered, if you are offered 10K to promote the Saudi League, will you do it? That's how people are writing in Arabic. Today, I feel Saudi. Why you no go promoter? <laughs> uh-uh. Why you no go promoter? Should I get ties to say, uh, Premier League me? I just support one club, it disappoints me. Why I don't go promoter? Bro, if man you do any, I go, I go completely erase them Bro. from my memory. Anasa, go find go. Arab team. I go find Arab team where they wear red. Go I now. We just forward <laughs> team where they wear red. Like that Galo team now, if they wear red, if you just support them, I go to watch their games because they go televise them. Nah, there's no way I will not watch them oh. cook this But yeah, like... Guys. I don't think I don't want to see people shitting down on the Saudi league. Like in conclusion, like I don't want to see like, yeah, like let them why do they their, grow? let them why they let them grow? do their thing. Like it's not it's not it's, it's very 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 wrong of us. Imagine now it wasn't Saudi and it was Africa. Would we not as Africans? Would we not be happy that bro? Serious investment. Oh, you know, imagine guys, imagine Neymar coming yeah. to play for Cano Pillars 
imagine like would we not be happy like we'd be happy yeah, now yeah like we we need that kind of thing. we need that that means when, especially yeah. when when light is shone on all these lower nations the, yes. the amount of corruption that would be there would be eradicated all this nonsense that nff are doing and all these and calf they wouldn't do it as much because now the eyes are on you yeah, exactly remember during the world cup like one of the FIFA officials literally had to come to the Nigerian dressing room, um, the women's world to cup. To assure them that they get their money. So I told them that uh, they are going to pay them from their own pocket to that they are not giving it to their federation. That they're going to pay it directly. Yes. I can you imagine that kind of nonsense? It's a disgrace it's like, for them to actually even have to say that. It's but it's a disgrace because they know they know now. what goes on. Like any of you that haven't watched the FIFA documentary, there's a FIFA documentary on Netflix. About corruption, yeah, like you guys yeah, go I, I know that. Yeah, I've heard a lot. Some, 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 some bro, some, I some, I think some federation invested in planes, bro. Bro, Nigeria, they literally, you should trust Nigeria. They disgraced us in that documentary. I watched it now. Ah, no more. They, now. They, let me tell you what we did. So this, this Saudi, well, um, this um, Qatar World Cup that was just held, basically, basically, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be sued or anything. Because obviously we're, we're monetizing this podcast, so what was said, not my words. So, um, they paid some. So basically, how the World Cup works is each head of of a what's it called of a country's federation, like the NFF head now, for all the countries, all of them get a vote. Do you get? And the votes in the lower in the third world continents are count more than the European ones. So. If let's say if you're ever Nigerian um Kenyan now, um leader now, your vote counts for like three. Whereas in Europe it's like one. So what they do now, if you want your country, if you really want your country to host the World Cup, what was the sensible thing to do to like quote and unquote bribe the lower countries, which obviously are the more hungry countries. So they were bribing African and um federation leaders. They bribed um is it Trinidad and Tobago or they shall bribed the the big ones and Crazy. in the low countries Crazy. and and that's how they literally won the slots to to host the next world cup so when they the whole investigation and what was the former president's name that they chased away because of corruption Blatter. yeah Chet Bla- uh, um Blatter. so when the whole investigation came crashing down on him and everything and everybody found out he was corrupt some before that happened and this was the FBI who, like, it's the FBI that, that 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 caused all of this. They found out the Nigerian NFF and other ones were involved. So, like, this is all nonsense. Assuming, like, the light was shed and we had superstars in there, you never heard this type of mad, crazy corruption going on in Europe, apart from Italy, because Italy are the Africa of Europe, because those niggas are corrupt as Bro, fuck. those guys, they're corruption. <laughs> Bro, every, you could every hear three, three years, now. Every three, three years, Juventus realized that, ah, oh, we're corrupt too. Let's, let's go and do some corrupt shit. <laughs> so it's crazy, man. Ah, oh, man. Guys, yeah, I want to say something quickly. The Nigerian Professional Football League, they've actually been getting much more investments now because the season hasn't even started and they've played a couple of preseason games. Bro, and the price money... For I think there was one, it was about 75 million for the winners. And I think it was like a super six or something. And the thing is that if spent wisely, it can actually be used for good investment. Because I think what they should do for the MPFL is actually invest in some top talents in Europe, not just Nigeria. Because I think if you can bring those guys from like them Alali, Alilal, all those from maybe let's say um 
Egypt and actually getting them to play. I think I'll actually improve the league massively because the league has improved. Before, there was a time whereby a weight will never win. Now, that's not the case anymore. It's a much, a much more exciting league. Today, there were two um, Remo Stars and uh, Aimba. They actually played calf qualifiers. They qualified, you know, because they were first and second after the Super Super um, Super Six, yes. But they went out of the first round. They can still improve their teams. But I'm just saying, like, with the investment that has been coming in, I think it's it will be a huge step if they can get from the likes of Morocco and, and those other African countries to bring it to their leagues. Yeah, you guys with me. What do you, what do you guys think? That, that makes more sense. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, the issue is, you know, if you know our country, corruption, if they can work, it's going to be very hard. If they can honestly work that out, then we're, we're good, I guess. Like, um, with, with me, I feel, like, I feel like it's a case you. of, um, how will I put it? I feel it's our own billionaires slash millionaires that need to start investing small, small, like by starting to buy other, like Nifemi said, starting to buy other African talents like it's baby steps one step at a time do you feel me like once once their own money yes. is actually invested in it the amount of corruption would re- reduce because basically now people will get money they run this country let's let's be honest like do you feel me like yeah, yeah, if, yeah. so if they say that okay my money is actually in this like the corruption it would i'm not saying it's gonna disappear this is nigeria we're living in i personally don't think is ever going to stop being corrupt. All I feel is that is, it, it can, can be reduced, reduced to an extent. Yeah. So if it is them and their own money, like and they invest serious money into it, they'll take it more seriously. Like I don't think they take the league serious. They see it as a joke. Everybody literally jokes about the league and everything. Like I literally saw last week a tweet. Somebody, somebody literally de- all these Twitter trolls DM'd one of the Nigerian teams. Um, uh, what's it called? What, somebody that works Rivers United. United. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I to, to say that Greenwood wants to come. Like, why would you <laughs> fall for something like that? Why would you, as a professional, a, a real football team, like, why are you even entertaining that? Like, like I'm that not sure it was confirmed, but still, it was just weird. No, he got the number from Facebook because the number was that accessible. Can I just go to Manchester United's Facebook and find the number for our lead scouts? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> like, do you get like so we need to take our lead more seriously and we need to start hyping yeah honestly i I want more people our listeners i want people to actually follow nigerian professional football league more because it's actually improving it's a baby steps obviously because the league was in a very terrible state in a you know for years and i think they are trying to get out of that but you've made some very valid points as well and Yes, they cannot actually just be very accessible in terms of like the representatives of those clubs to just anyone. Because I mean, if that was let's say let's just say because you know it's it's not exactly wearing the ones that actually did it. If it was actually confirmed that yes, those were actually the representatives, or that was representative of let's say Rivers United. It's a weird thing because why would you even think Mr. Gray would be involved in your would want to join your club in Nigeria? It's just funny. Would you be watching the game? Yeah, I'll be watching the games this year. And also, Dami, Sporting Lagos. Actually, that's a team in Lagos now. These guys seem exciting. I think. Yeah, they, I'm not going to lie. They have very nice jerseys. I've been invited to go and see well. them. Like, I've been yeah, invited the culture, to go and watch them. The like, twice. I think one of these days, yeah, three of us should just like 
when the season starts because their stadium is in VI, Unicorn Stadium or something like that. Yeah. I think we should just go and we should just check it out yeah, and give our own insight. Yeah, we should. We should. So, yeah. yeah, but this has been a very fun episode, guys. I mean, till next time, this has been fantastic. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did. I feel like it was very insightful. I love doing this with these two guys. And thank you, guys. Yeah, this was fantastic. And yeah, yeah. Talk to you guys later. All yeah. right. Bye.